Welcome to the Golden Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and today our guest is Sorel Amore. Sorel is one of the fastest growing influencers in the photography, how-to, travel, and human optimization industry. One of her most standout skill sets is the art of advanced selfie taking. Now this is no Kim Kardashian selfie, this is a totally unique art form and it's something that she teaches to her followers. Sorel is really a quadruple threat, being an incredible photographer, model, filmmaker, and teacher. Not to mention she's a blast to hang out with, and I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, and I know you will too. Our interview began with Sorel schooling me on what an advanced selfie actually is. Advanced selfie queen. Can oh. you? We, we were just talking about it a little bit. Yes. Um, can we kind of fill in anybody who maybe isn't familiar with your work? What the heck is advanced selfie queen? <laughs> tell me about that. Thank you very much for giving me that opportunity. Because um, yeah. at first, whenever I tell people about advanced selfies, uh, they roll their eyes <laughs> yeah. immediately. And they're like, oh, the vain people of the Instagram. But what it is, is basically teaching people how to take a good photograph of yourself um, mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't look like you took it. So uh, you're doing it re- with a remote trigger and uh, far away from the camera and getting your best angles, uh, best face angles, your best body angles, uh, and then telling a story through the photograph using emotions as well. So telling a full story, not just, I don't like to do just prettiness, like here's a fake smile. And the reason I teach people to do this is because for myself as well, personally, I was kind of sick and tired of seeing really good photos of models and then seeing my photo and being like, dang, I'm ugly. Like, I really wish that I wasn't. <laughs> and and so I just started taking photos of myself. Um, also, when I was traveling, I wanted to take photos and I was solo traveling mm-hmm. and no one was uh, there to take my photos. So I took my own photos and it made me feel really good about myself. And it was creating art all by myself without anyone's assistance. Um, and yeah, and I started feeling good about myself. And if because it was a real camera and it looked good yeah and it looked great yeah and i was like whoa ah so if i have a really good photo of myself that means i'm comparing myself with that photo to a magazine worthy photo Mm -hmm. and that's like a level playing field but like a crappy photo on like a selfie Mm -hmm. versus on your phone on my phone versus like a high fashion models photo shoot that's not fair (laughs) so i'd rather compare and just be like okay maybe i'm not a supermodel but i'm not that bad like i'm okay and i want to teach people that they can create their own their own art by themselves and then they can get uh feel good about themselves as well and that's huge feedback this was definitely an accident like (laughs) i started taking these self-portraits and then i went a little bit high fashion because i was experimenting Mm -hmm. and as a joke i called them advanced selfies and it is ridiculous and it's funny and it's meant to be it's catchy i love it (laughs) yeah and then my university as a joke again uh sorry my course i just gave it away my course for advanced selfies is the advanced selfie university which again (laughs) is ridiculous but it's meant to be (laughs) yeah i think the the first a lot of people just who haven't heard of your content would be like is that like a kim kardashian class or something i know know. but it's not the same because she actually does take pictures on her phone and she's just super famous yeah but i mean phone you can still take advanced selfies on your phone as well that's not the problem but it's yeah not the duck face yeah. selfies with you have know. you ever like seen a feed where it's just like every picture is just a 
Duck, 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 duck. Yeah. <laughs> duck, 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 duck. Duck, goose. goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ralph <laughs> from The Simpsons. So you are t- you're teaching people a lot yes. of your techniques. Can you yeah. talk about that at your university? Yeah. Uh, so I break down everything if you don't know what to do with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What yeah, exactly. Uh, how to, like, why your face doesn't look good on camera, how to portray emotions, how to edit your photos, how to... Um, how to work with the environment around you, how to work with lighting, how to work with certain clothing pieces, like Mm -hmm. everything just to make yourself look as good as you can. And then also if you're doing it for work purposes, how to represent your brand properly, how to represent yourself properly. Uh, Yeah. I need that. I just got, (laughs) you're going to laugh at me. I just started Instagram like a month ago for the first time since, you know, like 2013 or something. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just been off it. I didn't like it. So I, I kind of stopped using it. And then I became a YouTuber and I'm like, I need it. Yeah, it goes hand in so hand in a way. I've had a lot of people tell me like, what? You only use Twitter? What's wrong with you? Wow. But that so. would have been nice as well. You yeah, can breathe a little nice. bit easier. But it's uh, it's funny how many similarities I find with Instagram and YouTube, like mm. all the algorithms and all that kind mm. of stuff. It's kind of nerdy. Tell you can go crazy it. with it. I know. I know. Social media is dangerous. It's a beautiful tool, but it's also super dangerous. Well, I find like if I just force myself to treat it like work, which it is for me, like I just get on there, do my job and then book out. Like yeah. it's the two hours of this that can add up. You yeah. Know? I mean, I always, I actually literally talk about this all the time i have a little private account for my instagram but only so i can put photos up so i remember what's going on it's not to share anything with other people and maybe that's why people use social media but i would i don't share stuff on there for my friends to see like i don't care if they see it yeah and if i didn't have a social media presence i don't know if i would be on social media Mm -hmm. like i i I just don't understand and it's weird post at all she just kind of casually consumes it i know but it's just so strange to me that people are on there for hours. And when I post yeah. a photo, I could have 50,000 likes within a few hours. And it's like, why, why are you guys... Why are you guys on there? Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> are you aware of how, like, unique you are? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier before we started the podcast. But, like, I don't think you're aware of the fact that you're different than most people in a good way. And it's entertaining. I actually have no idea. So tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually struggle with this. I think that I'm like, I'm always like, who is Sorrel? Like, I can't put a Mm -hmm. finger on it. I'm like, it must confuse people as well. (laughs) Like, I don't have a specific message to tell. I'm just like, hey, I'm me. And hopefully that's okay. What's your process when it comes to video, like topics? Do you just kind of sit and think like, hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It takes me a while. So when I started, I was talking about Iceland. No, sorry. So when I started YouTube, I decided to try comedy. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, clearly that doesn't. Like, like sketch comedy kind of thing? Um, Well, one of my videos. Like Liza Koshy? No. Yes, actually, when I started for the first time, one of my false starts of YouTube about six years ago, maybe seven mm-hmm. years ago, it was kind of along that line. I was paying out people that uh, were making out funny yeah. using a mango as a prop. <laughs> yeah. So that was ridiculous. And then, uh, then like five years on, one of my uh, when I properly started YouTube, I was one of my videos was me interviewing horses. 
<laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, YouTube started with that. And then I went into, uh, I was living in Iceland at the time. So I started taking videos how do about you, Iceland. How do you live in Iceland? Um, do you have like, to prove the fact that you're working there or something? No. Well, I have a Polish passport. So I can go there. Oh, are you I'm Polish? Done. Uh, Polish background, yeah. First, oh, okay. first generation Australian. Cool. So I've got dual, dual uh, citizenship and it's very wow. nice. Yeah, it's yeah. really Work nice. Work to your advantage. Living in Iceland and then... I yeah created videos about Iceland. Then I won this job called the best job on the planet out of seventeen thousand people, and I ended up traveling for three months to twelve luxurious homes around the world, and making how'd you win it content around it. Uh, so I just put an entry video in on the day it was closing. My brother sent me a link, and I quickly mm-hmm. created a one minute video, threw it in, and then I got to phase two, which was doing some other like answering articles and showing that you have marketing skills, mm. and social media skills, and and so forth. So I. Um, did that round and then round three was voting from your following so I just I went crazy because I, like, I was depressed at the time and I was like either mm. win or lose I didn't know what the hell there was no plan B so I was like I have to I have to I have to and yeah. so I just pushed really hard and I, I won the competition and then yeah traveled the world and I've never produced so much content I think in my life mm. so that taught me so much about when was that a couple of years ago yeah that was a couple of years ago like- more than a year three years ago? No, a year and a half ago. Okay. But then funny enough, I didn't stop that lifestyle even after I, f- I won the job and I kept mm-hmm. on going. Last year, I lived out of a bag and I moved more than Wait, I what? did. Like you slept in the bag? Ah, <laughs> 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 Meaning minimalist. Li- yeah, minimalist yeah. living just a small backpack, traveling the world full time. And we were moving like crazy. Leon joined me for the second half because he... Mm. Uh, quit all his commitments and he loves me (laughs) and we ended up traveling around and then oh yeah april last year so not even a year ago i started doing two videos a week on different topics and what got really picked up was the Mm. taking photos of yourself and posing and so forth but human optimization is a huge thing that i'm interested in and uh, what huh human optimization tell me what that is (laughs) so how to be a kick-ass human basically because i I, I don't know i didn't realize how important this was but i grew up with this thing called personal development Mm -hmm. which can be a toxic world but it also pushed me to be the best version of myself and i think it got me to where i am now like entrepreneur i love business i love finances if it made me like an all-round human and i i'm I'm a bit fearful that some people just don't educate themselves far enough and see what they're really made up of so this is a very interesting topic for me which i want to explore more of um, but it's not as sexy of a topic as, you know, how to pose on Instagram. Sure. Which is kind of sad because I'd like to make it a sexy topic. We can like slowly add it into your selfie talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and mean, then... selfie talk is all about feeling good about yourself. Yeah. So this is just like the mental. Hook them in with the selfie and then give them the message. Exactly what I'm considering, you yeah. know? Okay, okay. Yeah. I just need to think long term. Like if I'm going to do this YouTube thing for a long time. You have to shift and mold to your personal interest as well. So the Rebels, uh, you've quickly developed a strong fan base. It's easy to tell how engaged your audience is. Um, Can you explain a little bit more about the Rebels (laughs) and why you call them that? I love calling them the Rebels. I've been toying around. So by the way, this is your fan base. This is my fan base, the Rebels. Yeah. The Jake Paulers. What? Well, you know, it's like that kind of thing, right? You, yeah. You but call your audience something. I mean, yes. <laughs> that was a bad example. I don't want them to. Definitely not the same. Um, the Rebels, my community. Mm-hmm. I'm still toying around with that idea because I like the, the idea of like love rebels. Because 
it sounds corny, but I just feel like these are the people that are willing to go against the norms. And mm. it's so much easier to go down the norms. And it's not like rebels, like, break stuff and, like, hurt yeah, like people. Punk rock. Yeah. Although I'm, I like punk rock. Yeah, I like punk rock too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, they're these individuals that, like, educate themselves. They want to mm. help other people. They want to do good for the world. They want to break out of the mold and not do the mm. nine to five grind they want to see what else is available and really push life to the max mm-hmm. and not just buy into like this comfortable life that we're told we should live yeah that's that that is a rebel like if you're gonna be like i'm not doing this normal thing that you've given me mm-hmm. and i want to see what else there is even yeah, if yeah. i fail and i stumble and it's awkward and i'm awkward and i don't know what i'm doing and people laugh at me like screw you I'm just going to see what it's like. Yeah. And I love that. And so, and I Life's feel, too short, man. And I feel like these people, I don't know how they're finding me, but they are legitimately like that. The YouTube algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> they're highly educated. <laughs> Imagine if it was. They're highly educated. They're so interesting. Every yeah. time I meet someone on the streets, mm. they they are people I'm I would actually be friends with and have yeah. deep conversations with. So that to me is like the ultimate rebel. Isn't like, that amazing that the internet is allowing you to do that? I know. Because I always thought I was alone. I thought no one ever thought like me. I mm. thought no one would ever appreciate my crazy, ridiculous yeah. nature. But people are like, I love your enthusiasm. Yeah. And that to me is just the weirdest thing. Because I was an outcast. That's what you're made to do. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I learned. So I've been self-employed my whole life. I was actually a magician for six years. Whoa, when I was like 14. Like Peter McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> I actually met Peter. Peter? <laughs> I met Peter at a magic conference like no six way. years ago before we were YouTubers. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get him in that chair and tell Boom. him about to his face. But I am sure you will. I was just having some financial struggles. And so I needed a, a job. And so I got a job. But the longer I was there, I was only there for 10 months before I quit. But uh, <laughs> the longer I was there, I kind of like got beaten down a little bit and kind of yeah. was like, you know what? Like at the end of the day, if I make great work or not i'm still gonna get paid the exact same amount of money yeah and like it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in that so what's some inspiring words that you could say to somebody who maybe has your passion Mm -hmm. inside but like is in a job where like you know there's no judgment towards anybody because a lot of people just need to make ends meet yeah and sometimes that requires you to have a boring job yeah i think that is important to make a distinction if this the freelance world is so difficult and it's not for everyone Mm -hmm. so if you are listening to this and you're like i just can't do that then it might not be for you but i feel like if you feel restricted by your work Mm -hmm. and if you feel like you're just a number and you want more and you just want to see what else is possible like you just have to push yourself and Mm -hmm. instead of the going home and sitting on the couch like that is danger zone Mm -hmm. be uncomfortable give yourself maybe timelines as well so instead of just like this giant project of I want to become freelance okay how about you break (laughs) it down and just be like for the next three months I'm going to create something every single day very practical yeah Yeah. I love that because otherwise you get overwhelmed and I have a reminder on my phone like post on Instagram you know like uh, do a community post you Mm. know things like that because I just forget yeah yeah and that helps yeah it definitely does help break it down for yourself and and in the end I don't know it just it's not all going to give you happiness so don't seek that (laughs) there's something more if you have a strong reason behind why you're creating as well that's going to help you in the tough times when like I'm going through burnout now it's been like three months I think Mm -hmm. of burnout and um, I'm, I didn't have a why and I couldn't find a why. I think I'm finding it now. Uh, but it with without that why, I, did, I was on the couch for two months mm-hmm. producing like one video or two videos a month, which was just crazy. 
not good enough, but I had nothing left in me because mm. I burnt it out all of last year. Uh, so, but if I had a why, I think it would have pushed me through those moments. But at the same time, can we I'd talk probably... more about burnout? Because yeah. I've had it. Uh, you know, I'm nowhere near your level, but we've got, you know, 55,000 subs and we've been going for a year, just like two videos a week, every week. And then this podcast, we're trying to put one out every week. I've got a kid and a wife yeah, and like, crazy. how are, how have you been able to manage burnout? <laughs> Cause I see it all the time. Like Casey Neistat had serious burnout. Yeah. Uh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Dan Mace. Dan Mace. going through it now. I don't yeah. Know he kind of just stopped dropped posting. off. Yeah. I mean, you know, he got, he got tough. physically injured and then he got engaged yeah. and stuff. But um, I, I see it all the time. With, I think there's definitely burnout in there. I'm watching him from a distance and I'm like, I wonder if that's what's going yeah. on. Because there's, there's so much pressure as well at that certain level. And he popped up out of nowhere as well, which yeah. is dangerous and scary. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what to do with and this giant community. You're like, <laughs> here's what I did. So I was a director and freelance editor and like I apply that to my YouTube stuff and it was like, oh, wow, where'd you come from? You're editing and doing crazy stuff. But then now everybody expects like the biggest crazy and the edits. Best. I know. And the guy can't. He's human. Yeah. And as a director producer, you do something once every like while, not mm-hmm. on YouTube. It's like now, again, again, again. That's, That's the thing is I never had that before and yeah. I'm sure you didn't either. No. That's the I thing mean, is we have to make stuff every week. It's mm-hmm. insane. Twice a week for a, f- a freaking almost an entire year. So how, how are you dealing with it? You say you're well, still I'm not. in it? Yeah, I'm in it. I thought I was out of it and I was like, yay. Do you like, have help? Or do you do everything by yourself? I do everything by myself. Yeah, I just got management recently. So that was it. But that they brought on more work. They... <laughs> They're giving you more opportunities. Yeah, they gave, they're finding the opportunities for me, which is awesome. Which you need because you got to pay them also. So it's like a weird cycle. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> it's really good because I wasn't seeking out um, brands and stuff. brand deals because I never wanted to be at the mercy of brands. So I set mm-hmm. up myself so I could have products that are selling from me. So if a brand came to me and they said, hey, we have this amount of money, but I didn't believe in them. I was like, go away. Like, yeah, yeah. So I never relied on brands, but now it's an extra deal. If I'm creating a video, might as well get paid for it. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I've been doing everything by myself and I don't, I thought I was out of it until like this week again. And I was oh, like, no. why can't I produce any videos? I've done like two this month, which is, it's the 20th or 21st now. That's horrible. <laughs> like I just, and I couldn't. And again, I didn't have a why. I also think it wasn't, I didn't let myself to actually experience it. Mm-hmm. So even though I've been on YouTube, what, less than three years, I calculated that it's been a lifetime since I was 14 of yeah. work and it's having true. our entrepreneurial minds is mm-hmm. like, I describe it as a car revving at full, like really intense yeah. revs without ever having it's a break. True. And so I think it my be brain- It 1am and I just push through it because it's, it's like, like and, I have to do it. I can't stop. And your brain, and even if you're trying to meditate, you're still revving really high. Everything's just, your brain is in this weird state and I almost didn't see anything. I couldn't, exp- I didn't know what I was beyond work. Mm. Like my identity was someone that worked. That's it. I had no balance. Me and my boyfriend are both the same as well. We both don't mm. know how to do balance. And last night I was like, challenge, let's not talk about work. Ha ha. <laughs> I don't think I ever, like, I don't have time off mm. and I don't know how to have time, time off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of creatives. That's how we function. It's so true. So I do you never... ever turn off? Like, no, I <laughs> no. Literally last week, I uh, it was like one a.m. and I was awake because I drank a bunch of coffee at like eight o'clock at mm-hmm. night, and it just kept me up. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for a little stroll mm. with no headphones, mm. and I just like it was silent. Nobody was out, and I just kind of was like talking to God, talking to myself, yeah, just pondering things, and 
in those moments sometimes your mind can just kind of be more creative uh, like yeah. that's why when you're the, that's why when you're in the shower you have all these ideas or yeah. when you're putting your head to the pillow you come up with ideas because yeah. it's like oh this is the first time in the entire day where i stopped yeah and just exactly do you ever stop i try to more so like last night i went out and left my phone behind and i i wow. tried yeah no i forced myself to to not go that's out good. with my phone and uh the only last time i had a detox from the mobile phone was last year's six months ago and it happened to be the most productive time i've wow. ever had i think ever yeah ever i bet and uh well einstein even talks about it that boredom has <laughs> i wasn't expecting an einstein quote. <laughs> yeah um, but like these all of these great people boredom. talk about like the the, the silence the moments of mm-hmm. nothing that's when they get the greatest ideas yeah. and no one is bored these days no one because mm. if you're bored the first thing you do is where's my dopamine hit let me grab it's my true. phone and scroll you're so but right. you're like you're milliseconds away from experiencing greatness because that's where the gems mm. are, are hidden so i want to do that more i want to yeah. get to the point where this is just a job because i am still emotionally invested much better than before but i want it to true. be like post reply do some comments do whatever else and then switch off and then be yeah. like okay now no more of that. I need mm. to see what's beyond the boredom. I need to know who Sorel is beyond, beyond this thing that apparently yeah. right now I'm riding this wave of being this thing called a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Like, what else am I? What are my actual interests? What other creativity can I bring up by not being on the screen? <laughs> yeah. So. Which is, it's weird though, because like three years ago you dreamed of what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Weird. I know it popped up out of nowhere. I will say that I never expected. Well, so yeah, can we talk about that? Mm. So if anybody's not familiar with your story, uh, can you just break us down how you freaking blew up like crazy? Yeah, because <laughs> you're at like seven hundred something thousand. Yeah, you're on your track. You're gonna hit a million by the end of the year. I guarantee. Oh, it. easy. Yes, I was meant to hit it by the end of last year. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Humility. No. <laughs> is great. Sorry, my bad. No, but okay. No. Let me let me backtrack. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, I'm like amazing. <laughs> No, so I was meant to hit. You are um, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So are you. All I gotta do is just give her like positive vibes. And, it's really like, nice. Just smile. I, I think it. most people just deter comments, but I I think people should accept it. Accept them. It's it, as the giver of the like mm. praise. Mm-hmm. It's weird when they're like, oh no. I know. Yeah. Like just take it. People it's are like, being nice. Oh, that makes me feel bad. But I know. When you take it well, it makes me feel good. That's a huge insight there. Yeah. So I just try to live the way that I would like other people to see. That's yeah. why I take compliments every time someone gives it to cool. me. And so, yeah, I was meant to hit 1 million by the end of last year, but the algorithm broke. <laughs> mm. So all of us face that. And also my content went to crap because I burnt out. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Low-key, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but how it happened, and I don't know if I ever really truly expected... I knew that I was going to succeed because this is all I ever wanted now for... Yeah. It was five years before I started YouTube that I wanted to be a YouTuber. And I didn't know what it was. I just... this platform came up and i was looking at like jenna marbles Mm. and she was just creating stuff and it was making me laugh and i could just (laughs) yeah she's amazing yeah and i was this weirdo that didn't know no one really seemed to understand me and i wanted to put these little stupid videos together that made no sense and then publish them yeah and i didn't even care if anyone saw i i had so much fun creating Mm. and no one wanted to be a youtuber if i told people that i I tried five years ago I tried to tell people, like, try to not tell people, but if they found out, they would literally give me dirty looks and say, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah. get a real job. What's the point of this? Mm. So I false start, false start, false start until about two and a half, three years ago. 
and then I was I had nothing to do but the dream was still real just started creating these videos and I was like this is it I'm just going to do it and see what happens and so I, I committed to it for the first time I said I like I commit now mm-hmm. and it, that was a huge turning point because the universe was like hello finally so yeah. sh- I just got meeting amazing people that were YouTubers uh, that helped me out as well, understanding this world and yeah. and tagged me a few times and helped me grow, collaborated with me, which I was awesome. I saw you first from Chris Howe, actually. Oh, yeah, nice. Awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That was so fun. And um, so, yeah, I just kept on meeting all these people and growing. And then I won the competition, which didn't really do anything for my numbers. Are we talking about the first year still here? Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. First year. So wh- what was your growth in that first year? So in the first in the first three months, I grew to 80,000. It's amazing. Which is good because I I did meet uh, a girl, Melina Sophie, a German YouTuber, and we just clicked. And yeah, she I was in Iceland and she just helped me to grow to 80K. But then uh, I also, after that, we haven't really spoken very much. Unfortunately, the friendship fizzled out. So I was losing subscribers at the same time as trying to grow. So that was a, a battle in itself. But yeah, then I won the best job on the planet and I didn't yeah. really grow much from there. I think I was sitting at like 120K. You learned a lot, I'm sure. I learned so much. Mm-hmm. And then I started creating. In April last year, I was like, okay, two videos a week. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Did so you pick I, days or is it just kind of spread? Wednesdays and Sundays. Nice. And I just kept on creating. No matter what, I produced a video. I was like so obsessed with these two dates up until like end of last year. I was just mm. like two videos a week. Uh, and YouTube likes that. Yeah, loves that. I know. they. Love even if it's the same time every week, that's even better. Yeah, I know. So I, we just started getting on a real schedule. So. Boom. Yeah, it helps. It makes the biggest difference. So, um, And then finally, uh, it, I had a couple of hits. Mm-hmm. One was I had a pose video. Yeah, that's your biggest one. Almost yeah. 5 million views. Yeah, and then, then another one that I did two years ago that Never Good Enough, which yeah. actually Body blew types. up. Uh, I think last year as well. So I had all these viral videos going at the same time. Shaving my head. Yeah, shave my head. That was that was before. Uh, that was a hit at the time, but then it dropped off. Ten <laughs> reasons to shave your head. A follow up video. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Exactly. of course. That's amazing. Um, I've been thinking about shaving my head. Oh snap! Do it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> like Sam Sheffer. <laughs> you know Sam? Yeah. Yeah. We just met him nice. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and then it just blew up, and and next thing I knew, I was invited. The biggest thing when it hit me that it, this thing was working was because mm-hmm. I was in April last year. I was still pretty broke, like I hardly <laughs> had anything I could like to buy an avocado was like a big yeah. deal, you know. Buy a mm-hmm. coffee twice a day, I'd be like, whoa, I can't do that. <laughs> so that was a huge. When money kept on coming in, I was mm-hmm. like, Are you talking an ad rev and affiliate or what? Eh, not really. I think selling Brand deals little bit of tiny bit of brand deals when i got my first like brand deal it was a very low amount but i think i almost fell like off feels, my chair yeah i was like what people rec-? and this was a brand that i wanted to work with for so long wow. and i was like they recognize me as actually someone yeah <laughs> i was like what am i good yeah yeah um and then you are good thank you <laughs> See, all I gotta do is just say that. <laughs> and um, I found your uh, no, the, but the biggest thing that was a, a giant shock to me was when I was like at around 500k, and yeah, I just hit 500k, and I was invited to speak was alongside l- uh, last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. alongside Peter McKinnon, uh, mm-hmm. Jesse Driftwood, How tall Dan Peter? Nice. Dan, <laughs> Peter's huge he's it's really tall <laughs> yeah. i've always noticed like he's super tall, but I don't know how tall he actually. Is. Yeah, he's he's tall. So that was a huge shock yeah 
because I still, to this day, I don't really see myself as that talented, you know? You're crazy. And um, so to be amongst those people, I freaked out. And I think that's when I started realizing, like, I think I've made it now. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can call myself a YouTuber. Yeah. And that's been insane. So I have to, like, remind myself quite often that, like, I did it. And that's... I'm this dream then, I've had for such a long time and I did it. Yeah. And little Sorelli's proud. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 30. That's right. You have a video about that. Yeah, I just turned 30. Yeah. So you remember when there was no YouTube because yeah. we're the same age pretty much. Yeah. And like I remember in high school, somebody was like, oh, I saw that on YouTube. I was like, what's that? Oh, yeah. it's a website where you can watch free videos. Uh, it was like a magic trick that was revealed. Yeah, it was a Chris Angel trick. And I was like, how did you know about that? Anyways, like when when I first heard about YouTube, for some reason I never clicked and I was in the video industry. Mm. Did you have a video like filmmaking background before you were a YouTuber? No, I was always just interested in video and photo. Okay. Always. I, from the youngest age, I was like, it, it I didn't click for me for some reason. Yeah, right. And it's only been the last, honestly, five years probably that like it's become a real job for people. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Philip DeFranco has been on it forever. And I know. PewDiePie. I remember when he started. Me too. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I did have a tiny bit of a video background, but that started uh, four years ago. I No, four or five years ago, I picked up a camera. Is that your love then? Is YouTube and then Instagram would be second? Both. Side by side. Yeah. So they let's both talk give about me that. Something. Yeah. They did both you start your different. Insta like seriously kind of around the same period of time or? I think I started my Instagram before I started my YouTube. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, so the advanced selfie kind of thing wasn't probably a huge part of your brand. Oh, at it wasn't that point. at all. That's you were just doing it. It was just last year. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you were just kind of doing that naturally. Yeah. You didn't think of it as a brand. No. It was more of like, I don't have a shooter, so I'm just going to have to do it myself. Exactly. Because yeah. I traveled, I think it started me being a solo traveler when I was 18. I kicked off my solo okay. adventures. And then I remember going also when I was 16 to J- Japan with my school. And I took photos of everyone. Oh, that's cool. And I had no photos of me because no one took my photos. And I was pissed off. I was uh, like, yeah. did I even go to Japan or not? Yeah. And why do you guys have photos, but you didn't care to take mm-hmm. some of me? That was so rude. And I was like, screw being just like a photographer. Because <laughs> if, I mean, if there was someone else that like cared to take my photo, just be like, Sorel, you're here too. That would have been, probably I would have ended up being a photographer. Mm. Just like purely a photographer. But because no one, like I wanted to know where I was in places as well. Yeah. So that kicked off this desire to be in front of the camera as well. So are you a photographer or a model? Oh, not a model. But you're taking pictures of yourself. Yeah, but I don't consider... I'm a photographer. <laughs> I yeah, definitely. No. It's, I, it's curious, though, because we interviewed Chris Bricard uh, yeah. on this show, and he said there's three types of Instagrammers. Uh-huh. There's photographers, mm-hmm. there's models, and then there's influencers who just sell stuff. Oh, wow. I'm all? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I think I'm all. But... I don't think you're all in the kind of negative way that he might have been right. trying to frame it where like some like some people try to act like they're only a photographer, but right. it's really just someone else taking pictures of them yeah. with their shirts off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, you can't hate on those people. They're just trying to do their best. They're just doing their but job. But I would too. like to have more people on social media. And I think there is a giant shift happening where people want substance now. Yeah. So I'm just in the substance lane. And if I know it doesn't sound like it, advanced selfies. <laughs> but I think if anybody hasn't seen your profile, they really cannot judge anything that we're saying. 
because if you just simply go on your Instagram and just start scrolling, like this is these are art pictures. Like this is not it's not selfies. Like <laughs> Thank you. But that's the thing is like <laughs> that's the whole point of yeah. your whole brand as advanced selfie, mm. which you know we kind of yeah. laugh at because like you said you didn't really notice it as a thing. But that's what you're doing. You are just replace yourself in these pictures with any other person, and it would still be like you're a photographer. Mm. You know what I mean? So no, I appreciate that. I do try to make them artistic and bring emotion and, and some storyline to the photos instead of the fake i just can't stand the fakeness yeah the like fake smiles the one that make people feel horrible about themselves and Mm -hmm. what for so you can sell and calling yourself an influencer to 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 sell something that people don't (laughs) want be like hey here have this t-shirt that'll make you feel crap because it won't actually fit you and it's going to destroy the environment at the same time it feels scammy to call yourself an influencer anyways like it's like uh, how how can you it's and it's tainted the industry for so many of us that just want to do good and actually help out Mm -hmm. And, like, if you're not influencing for a good reason, you should not mm. claim to be an influencer. Yeah. Like, that's dangerous. Well, but you have 420,000 followers on Instagram. You've got almost a million on YouTube. <laughs> you're influencing people. Yeah. I know, but I don't want to call... Because it's been tainted, I don't want to call myself an influencer. Well, let's, like, f- rewind 20 years. Mm. Like, you know, some celebrity gets sponsored by some brand... Mm. Like, that was happening. If you watch, like, music videos from uh, the 90s, like, there's always some random, like, alcohol beverage that's, like, got this really long shot of, like... (laughs) Or the Beats pill. Remember when that was, like, in everything? So, I mean, this kind of thing has been going on for years. It's just now... It has now moved over to influencers on the internet. Which is weird because these people are basically no one... I know. And they are influencing. That's the weird part. Like celebrities, they've worked and they've become musicians. But you, based off of what you told me, you've worked as well. Like, I yeah, no, argue. that's why I don't put myself into that category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see myself as, uh, I don't know, I see myself as, I'd like to just say I'm Sorel because I don't yeah. know how to box myself into anything either. But I mean, yes, technically I'm an influencer. But maybe when I write my book and then I am an actress, I will put that down. Ooh, actress. <laughs> do you want to get into that? That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, you could do it. I'm putting it out into the universe now. It just, some things have recently happened where I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. Because I love being in front of the camera. Mm. It's safe to say that you're an overall artist, like photography, filmmaker, now actress, <laughs> uh, writer, I don't know. Do you paint too or something? No, I don't. Paint. <laughs> do you make music? I wish. But I mean, still, that's a lot of artistic things in one. Is there any like backbone to that? Like, have you just always been attracted to just artistic things like your whole life? And no, not even slightly. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I was a business person for, first and foremost Shocker. until five years ago. <clears throat> I went meditating. And it just said, call your friend and become a uh, photography intern. And I was like, what? Like, out of nowhere. I was like, I'm a business person. Blah, 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 blah. Did you go to college? Uh, I went to... Or university, as yeah, you say? Yeah, university. I, went, I learned a business major in marketing. So I never thought I had a creative bone in my body. My, great, uh, my grandma was a, a massive artist. And I was like, no, oh, it skipped, skipped me. My sister's really artistic. I was like, that sucks. And now maybe as a like a child that forgot that she was artistic because mm. when I was 12, I wanted to be a musician. That was like my biggest dream. And uh, 
but yeah, I think now I'm just like, whoa, I can try all these things and oh, I'm doing so it cool. publicly, which is the scary part because I stuff up a lot, but maybe because I tell people that I'm just trying <laughs> and see good, what happens. Uh, that's a good insight into you mm. now that I know that because I can see why you're so passionate about like sharing that message to other people because that was you. Yeah. You were not aware of the fact that you could do this. Mm. Yeah, I don't think creativity has to come from zero. I think everybody in the whole wide world is creative. Exactly. Like, I don't understand how engineers do what they're doing. That's creative. Mm -hmm. Or how you build a giant business. That's creative. Mm -hmm. Or how you read code. It's like, what? (laughs) Or uh, chefs. Or chefs, which is cooking. Everything is art. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad that there's more of an understanding around. Except for people who work at a tax place, the taxes people. (laughs) That's not art. (laughs) Well, art of stealing your money. (laughs) That's true. It's so true. Um, are there things that fuel your creativity that would be interesting that like most people don't I th- think about? No, it's not interesting. I mean, travel is a massive thing. Anything obviously. that would maybe be boring to other people? That, yes, like, be bored. You? Oh, just be bored? Yeah. Well, you mentioned meditating. When's the last time you meditated? Uh, two days ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, so I try you... to med- meditate 20 minutes every day. Okay. So you do actually stop every day yeah bit. but sometimes it doesn't work it's not enough yeah because <laughs> yeah. our brains are crazy you should take like a sabbatical for like a month <laughs> yeah and I'm, just go in the mountains i would love to i think i would combust and be gone <laughs> yeah i don't know if i could survive being detached but i do visualize that and like dream of moments mm-hmm. of not being connected to anything that's wild one of my friends always says he's like once a day once a week once a month once a year and once every five years and what he means by that is once a day take a moment Mm. and pause once a week take a whole day and pause once a month take three-day weekend once a year take a week off and then every five years take like a month off i love him isn't that cool that's awesome. he's very healthy like he's a magician travels the world like performs for thousands of people all over the world and that's what he's been able to do uh to stay sane (laughs) i think i might have to start doing he's wise sounds wise wise. oh he's one of my best friends that's awesome a freaking stunt uh, artist too is amazing how do you keep your energy so high coffee no drugs <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> lots of people always say that what drugs you want girl uh it's just it's just you isn't it no it's me and uh which is funny because now it's celebrated but when i was young people kept on telling me to slow down and mm-hmm. relax and stop yeah. being so enthusiastic and now people are like we love it yeah <laughs> i'm like okay i'll give you more but i'm now like i'm like i'm 30 and i'm like i'm a woman i'm meant to act like a woman how do I do that? Because <laughs> I only know hyper energetic. Yeah. And it, it makes me happy and it makes people happy. So oh, totally. Whatever. I don't care. If people don't like it, they can I think God change makes, channels. God makes people like you to like make everybody else happy. Oh. So. <laughs> Stop giving me compliments. <laughs> but don't because I really like them. <laughs> it's like, no, no. What, what are some tips that you can give somebody to be more authentic or like push through that kind of layer that they have in their mind of like, I need to act a certain way. You said that when you were younger, you felt like people told you to act a certain way. Mm. Like how can, how can they kind of have the courage to push through? What was that for you? That kind of breaking point? I think it's, it's trying to almost limit your filter a little bit because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all told to have this like epic filter on and we all have this random first thought 
Like if someone does something in front of you, you have this like, oh, imagine if I did that. And it's like you hold yourself back. You're like, that's inappropriate. Yeah. But is it really inappropriate or would that make things funny? Like yeah. if someone's asking you a question like, hey, how you doing? And your natural mm-hmm. response is not, hey, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for asking. And it's actually like, dude, I'm so good because this just happened. <laughs> yeah. Like that's already <laughs> something different. Or, oh, man, I've just had the shooter's day. Like, yeah. so it's, it's stopping that filter for yourself yeah. and just seeing... I mean, ultimately, it's really just about your own happiness. Like, who cares if they don't like it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you're feeling like you can't breathe, Mm -hmm. then you should change something because in the end, it's your life that matters, Mm -hmm. not if you were polite enough to someone else. And then I noticed that people don't really want to be interacted with like they're robots. Yeah. Like none of us like this. Deep down. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. You know, <laughs> they want more of the authenticity and people yeah. connect. People are I love so that. desperate for it. Oh, so true. So you can just trial it. Especially and, in LA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So much phony baloney out here. <laughs> oh. And like you can make friends with strangers all the time. Absolutely. I mean, the airplane is one of those like forced moments where yeah. it's like you sit next to somebody. But yeah, that's a good way to practice. Once what a day, we're just about. have a conversation with someone or just say hello and see what happens. Oh my gosh. It brings so much joy to me to like make somebody else smile too. Yeah, same. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to make them smile. It also helps you as well. Mm-hmm. And it feels good. All of us want connection. I've just noticed more and more with the social mm-hmm. media, we've all kind of detached from what it is to be human, which is connecting with each other. Yeah. So if we can just bring back community. And just say hello and act mm-hmm. like humans because we miss it. We all, we're all so lonely. Yeah. So we can fix that right now. So you have a great video called I'm a Creator. And uh, there's more to it, but I'll just leave it at that because mm-hmm. that's what you want me to call you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the truth, the horrible truth, if you want to say, I guess, is the fact that like there's just a lot of dudes making YouTube videos in our little niche. Mm. And like... You talk about this very openly, very candidly, and you talk about the comments that you've gotten in the past and the things that you've seen, but also the positive things that have happened because of your rise on YouTube and like the changes you're seeing in other men, Mm. especially. Can you talk about that and just share your perspective on being a female and being perceived as an artist, not just a female artist? Yeah, that's really, it's really important to me. And I observe this constantly and I'm still trying to make, um, sense of it i guess because mm. i am naturally going to draw a female audience because females are kind of you know they're looking for their tribe especially in a niche like this one which is very dominated by dudes <laughs> so my audience is definitely mostly females but i've i've noticed that they're more tomboy females that haven't found any other place that they feel comfortable in and it's nice because a lot of guys come to me as well and they get to learn from a female's perspective, which will help to enhance your art as well. If you look from both a masculine and feminine energy, you can find a beautiful balance that will help your own work as well. And like, I I try to be like, I'm not affected. It's fine. Like just everyone, I'm just a creator. I don't call myself a female creator because dudes don't call themselves guy creators. Yeah. <laughs> so why should I do that? That's ridiculous. I just create things. And, but I still feel like they're, there are guys that are afraid to learn from girls and I don't know what it is. Hmm. And maybe because I'm not technical. Like I, I, I'm not technical. But I give other aspects and other insights into this creativity world that you mm-hmm. can't get from a guy. But I watch guys, for example, teaching all the time and I'm super interested. But I, the, it's reflected in all the female numbers that 
most of other, my friends that are females that are creators, they have a mostly female audience. Mm. So that's kind of still annoying because I'm still trying to What's crack it. What's your demographic, it. actually? Is it about half? No. So it's... More uh, male? Yeah, it's 75% female. Okay. So it's pretty big. That's amazing. Yeah. Mostly female. Sarah Dietschies isn't... Isn't it? No, she that's said awesome. it's mostly male. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I also teach how to pose. <laughs> and I don't think lots of guys are too interested in that but it's still valuable uh, hey I guys need, guys need to know how to pose on i'm gonna fo- like in photos. sign up for your class seriously. <laughs> yeah there are there are like i have a video as well on how to pose as a male so like i mean i'm not a dude so i'm teaching other people yeah. how to do this but and i don't have a six-pack so like <laughs> i need to look like i do yeah. just photoshop my head on sam colder <laughs> and we're good we're yeah. good <laughs> yeah so i don't know i'm still I, it kind of bums me out sometimes that guys just can't take inspiration but then again like I think I'm trying trying too hard to get to to for them to find inspiration instead of just again concentrating in my own lane. Just be it yourself does bum me and let sometimes. it happen, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Huh. So I, I don't have a positive or a negative view on this. It's just it is what it is right now. And yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I literally, obviously, can never put myself in your shoes because mm. I'm a male. Mm. <laughs> but I can feel for you because like this gotta be kind of frustrating it's just a little bit frustrating like i just want i I want to be respected in the scene yeah as for what i do for my art and no it's not like how to change like the how to clean a sensor because i don't even know how to clean a sensor for example i'm just learning right now (laughs) but like there's plenty of males that don't know that too yeah there you go so like that's not my that's not the most interesting thing um I don't know. I just, I, I would like it if we were just like taking inspiration from each other. And there was that bridge that was, I don't know, crushed a little bit. And we could, mm-hmm. we could all just, just live in harmony. Field. I know. I know. So yeah. it's not like rise of the woman or, or anything. I just want, I want guys to just relax maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know where it's going to come. The balance is going to come from. I just want to feel respected for the craft that I create. Yeah. And sometimes I really don't feel that. And it's like, that sucks because they're like, oh, you know, that's like how to pose. It's like, no, there's a lot yeah. of other stuff that I talk about. And I have a brain. And I think a lot of people still don't realize, like, oh, you got everything handed for you. Like, you did, you know, <laughs> when I travel full time or I make videos about traveling, uh, people like yeah you know you rich dad or something i'm like yo oh, I, gosh. we were broke as shit and i made all my money everything yeah. myself i learned yeah. so hardcore about this business world and mm. photography and videography and i didn't sleep so screw you because yeah, this yeah. is what i did and no just because yeah. i have a vagina doesn't mean shit. i'm sorry <laughs> if i'm not meant to swear but that gets no, me fired okay. up <laughs> yeah you're totally allowed to we'll just like there and i'm glad i i'm a voice <laughs> That is, I guess, inspiring. Because I do remember when I was younger, there wasn't Mm. many females that were like nomads that traveled the world full time solo. They didn't Mm. need anyone else that they took their own photography, videography, and they create and they have a a brain and like doing all these things, businesswoman, financially uh, driven as well. um, That doesn't Google Gaga over relationships, that doesn't Google Mm. Gaga over fashion or anything like I'm just a human trying to Mm. create. So it's nice that I can be that voice. But it's still frustrating when I see most of like, say, the female population on YouTube being drawn to videos about fashion and makeup. And I'm like, there's so much more. And I wonder if they know that or if they're just following this path that they think they're meant to. I have nothing against fashion and makeup, but 
Yeah, like, sure. You can do everything. You yeah. don't have to just focus on those two things. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble Ooh, for I love saying it. that. But well, I mean, you know, why is there, you know, there's more females in the education field. There's more females in the nursing field than males. Yeah. And then there's more males in other fields. The, the, I think biologically there may be some interests that are more for no, female definitely. and male. But, there, but I think it's important for the message that you're saying to be said because mm. there's so many females, I'm sure, that just don't know yeah that there's more yeah i mean now i'm looking at the human optimization field for example and there's hardly any females like yeah. i love tim ferris and the kind of stuff he yeah. teaches um but there's no one that equally does that like how to push yourself as a human to the extreme mm. without having pink branding <laughs> you know yeah so i guess i'll just take that niche Make it do it <laughs> take it grab it make it black <laughs> yeah, and, uh, exactly run with it cool thank you for talking about that in your perspective i think that true fans and true people who love you like are on your side male yeah. or female yeah thank you you're always gonna have trolls in the comments i still have them too like always we did a review on a three thousand dollar camera and they're like you were paid to say that and it's like no it wasn't. i can show you the receipt like i bought it <laughs> Like, and then I'll return it when I'm done. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like people just don't know. know. As soon as they start typing on the keyboard, they just the filter yeah, is gone. Yeah, zero filter, which is not but the if authentic. In, if they met you in person, it would be totally different. Exactly. And it's also, I always put myself on the other side. If I was to write something that horrible, because sometimes mm. the comments are really bad. Mm. I'm like, what would it take for me to say something that bad to someone else? They must be hurting. Oh, hurting bad. Yeah. And then again, if they have a good point, I will listen and I will absorb it. And if it hurts me, then I mm. know that I've got something to work on. So I find actually going through comments sometimes a bit like kind of like therapy because it mm. puts stuff in your face that you have to deal with. Yeah. And sometimes it's overwhelming and it crushes you. But mm -hmm. hey, I signed up for this. Um, Living Like Casey, the video that you made. Yes. Um, how intense was that? that Tell was me about that. Fun. I actually want to do it again. I think. Okay. Just off the camera because it made me, <laughs> what yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, it made me so productive. Waking up at four fifty-five because mm. he wake, wakes up before between four and five. <laughs> so you were like, so I was like four fifty-five, <laughs> and then having two hours of just silent work while everyone is sleeping. That was my favorite part. That was awesome. Mm. And then just the drive. The like every day you have to produce a video no it's matter every day, what. Bro. So I really loved that. That was sick. Yeah. I loved it. Is I that, mean, not sustainable long term. That's what I was going to say. Is like, mm -mm. is that really sustainable? I mean, look at Casey himself. Yeah. And you can see that, I guess, long term in a 30-year window. Like, no, it's not. No. But, I mean, you've got to do these sprints to yeah. get you. I mean, that's why he's got 10, 11 million people I know. now. Turning 30, you talked about getting more clarity in where you want to go. So where is that clarity at this point? Ah. Uh. <laughs> That was a temporary moment okay. in my video. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm constantly... I think the blow up of the, the YouTube thing kind of put a bit of conflict in my brain because mm. I'm kind of giving people what they are expecting of me instead of what I want to uh, do. So I I'm, I'm have to pull that back and be like, okay, so this could ruin my business by following something that is completely unrelated, maybe. Mm -hmm. Is this what I'm willing to do? And it's like, I have to, man. Like, I have to 
put myself first. So I think the clarity is coming now in more like human optimization stuff rather than just talking about how to pose. <laughs> so are you so are you telling me that you're making decisions based off of what you want and not what the algorithm would want? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. I know, crazy, right? <laughs> crazy, Which man. can be hard because this is my entire business and yeah. it's, that's shifting a lot. But just make a new channel. I know, no. That's what any YouTube person would tell you. I know, you I know. No, no. I, I've done a lot with this channel and I think it'll continue yeah. growing and people it's will you. react really you. well. Yeah, yeah, so it's just, it's my own fear. Right. Exactly. But then... Do it. Yeah. It's just like I want to build myself as a person, as a brand, not how to pose. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> guess what? I'm more than that. <laughs> Imposter syndrome. How has this changed your creativity, if at all? I think it, all of us have it, really. Yeah. Thinking that it's not good enough and that people are going to find out if we're a fraud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all you know? The time. Uh, it's like... Ah. Even sitting here with you right now, I'm like, gosh, I don't know if I'm even <laughs> doing any good here. Yeah, you are. You're doing an excellent, excellent job. But I think we all have that. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Especially creatives. We always think that we suck. Yeah. Like always. But people are like, wow, that's really nice. And you're like, wait. <laughs> me? me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I... Um, I think because growing up, I got bad grades and like... Yeah, like, right. I, I, I think, always yeah. created stuff. And that was how I got affirmation from my teachers, my parents. Yeah. But then it was like, yeah, but you still need to go to college and like mm. get good grades. It's like, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does this chemistry like matter at all? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really know where it comes from, but it pushes us to do more. Yeah. So I am grateful for it that I always think that I suck because it just makes me want to do better. What is, um, I'm speaking as Dave now as a YouTuber, like what, what's your process look like when you're making a video? Uh, start to finish. Start to finish. I'll have an idea and it oh. could pop up into a very random thought. And then I'm like, I want to expand on that. Mm -hmm. So I just sit down and I write out a script. Uh, like and word for word or bullet points? Yeah. You, sometimes I just like let it flow and write out little paragraphs knowing that when I'm doing, when I'm sitting in front of the camera recording that I'm not going to say it word for word, yeah. but to, for me just my, to make sure that I get everything down gotcha. on paper so I can reference it later. So yeah, I'll write Do you like have your phone out while you're shooting? Yeah. And you reference it? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I do tiny paragraphs at a time okay. when I'm recording and... Uh, That's where the hard cuts are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then changing location, which Chris Howe ta taught me how to yeah. do. Like just change location quite often to give, keep it visually interesting. Yeah. So I love doing that and... Uh, yeah, so I write out, write out a script and then I just try to move around and keep it interesting, engaging, and that's it. What do you edit in? Premiere or Final Cut? Final Cut. Me too. Do you? Yeah, my editor over here, Connor, he's full-time Final Cut. So what? It's so fast. It's I... way better than Premiere. Dude, I haven't met anyone like you, so I'm always embarrassed. No. Because <laughs> most people are like, oh, what? You're such a child. Like, it's grow not true. up. <laughs> no, you're smart is what you are. Wow, because it is <laughs> It's three times simple. faster. You can use, like, I. this is a, a base model 13-inch. Yeah. I paid $1,000 for this wow. MacBook Pro, like, two years ago. Mm -hmm. I got it used. And we shoot, edit everything in 4K, upload in 4K. And it works? And it works fine because it's Final wow. Cut. And it's amazing. Yeah, I like Final Cut a lot, but everyone keeps saying how crap it is. So no, I was like, maybe I should it's move. Not crap. Here's the problem is mm. like a lot of the old school video guys that maybe started, like I've been doing freelance for the last eight years or whatever. Like as soon as Final Cut 10 came out, mm. it was so radically different from anything they've ever seen. A lot of people loved the old Final Cut, Final right. Cut 7. And then this was so 
on like the magnetic timeline and the mm-hmm. way that things work is so weird. Also, like the program was dumbed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so people bought it, they used it, they hated it, mm. got a refund, switched to Premiere, and right. kind of never went back. Right. But over the last several years, they've continued to add more to it. Yeah. And I think now, if this version of it came out back then, like, nobody would right. say anything. Yeah, it's so easy to use. But so many people still have it in their head that, oh, Final Cut's not pro. But right. it's like, actually, they Actually, been... my videos are great, so thanks. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think, I'm a, I'm a gear reviewer, so, like, mm. I do talk about gear. and. Yeah. I kind of hate it when people are like, oh, you need to talk about story because that's all that matters. Like, well, my story is gear. So, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> can yeah. I, like, it's Top Gear. Like, if if you watch Top Gear, the story is cars. The, yeah. So that's why I talk about gear because yeah. that's the topic of my videos. Yeah. So anyways, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it does not matter what you use to edit. Exactly. Because the videos are cut and they... And they're uploaded. They're uploaded. So it's and fine. And you can't tell the difference in the end. The only difference is like the um, visual effects, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff you don't do, but I don't I love the, the way... Uh, if you learn Final Cut, like I think it's so much faster to edit mm. with. And plus Premiere crashes all the time. I've heard that and it gets rid of all your files because mm-hmm. my boyfriend uses uh, oh, okay. that one. It also takes three times longer to export. Yeah, right. That would not be good for me because I'm always last minute uploader. <laughs> what camera? <laughs> me too. Yeah. Bum. <laughs> um, what camera do you shoot on? Sony A7S II. Okay. 16 to 35 most of the time. So you're waiting for that A7S III to come. That would be nice. Aren't you? Yeah. Have you thought I'm about switching happy. to the A7 III though? Mm, I mean. Have you tried it? No, for I haven't. For a video? You I should. haven't. Like, honestly. You're going to be spoiled. The color's better. Yeah, that the color's the only thing that kind of You figured it out, though. The me. color looks good. It's okay. I still don't feel it's a very punchy, so that's the one, one place where I'm trying to improve. And um, I don't think it really matters because I came from a Nikon, and the Nikon was... Yeah. The video was so bad, yeah. and I'm sure it's updated now, and it's better on some models, but yeah, at the time... The Nikons are great. <laughs> yeah, the new Nikons are great. Uh, but the one that I had, it was like craptastic so i went over to the sony and i was like i'm fine it doesn't really matter yeah unbelievable yeah i mean i shoot at at daytime so i'm just happy if it's simple to use i'm happy with it and it's not heavy the autofocus autofocus is is actually on the a7s too yeah it's got contrast detect goes all over the place you don't have any problems i don't have problems Mm -mm. people are so dumb because they just (laughs) they talk about how that camera's autofocus is terrible no i need to do some tests i like it I think people get too picky about that stuff. I mean, you can't have it all, I guess, on the camera because they make sure that you don't have it all. Yeah. <laughs> they always keep something back in one camera model, mm-hmm. so you have to buy the other one. Um, but <laughs> in the end, honestly, for me, like it's if it's if it's sort of doing the job yeah. and it's not, it's like ninety yeah. percent. That's probably good enough. <laughs> yeah. Because you could keep reaching for the mm-hmm. best camera, but if if you don't have that selling point, for me, it's like right yeah. now the advanced selfies. That's unique. That's marketing. Yeah. And my personality. If I didn't have those things in place it don't matter how good my gear is well if you got an a7 III you'd have three hours of battery life your color science would be better okay autofocus right now. <laughs> <laughs> so i think i fine, think fine fine i'll switch <laughs> I, th- I think your daily like life would be better with the yeah. new one but yeah you can afford yes. it come on just sell it and do it <laughs> fine i probably will but i'm happy with it but no your point that you're making is so true though yeah, 100%. I, I think people are too focused sometimes on the gear instead oh of, my gosh, yeah. like, are you actually good enough to do this thing? Yes. Do you have something that is going to make you stand out? Totally. And Or are you copying everyone else, you know? The camera, like, a lot of people think, like, I want to be a YouTuber, so I'm going to buy a camera first. 
No. And then I'll become a YouTuber. Or then, you, but then you get the camera. It's like, okay, I need to build a set. Yeah. Okay, now I need to buy. Done a, that. Now I need to buy a computer. You know, like all that stuff. I've done. I have done that. I wanted to build a set, and then luckily I couldn't. And moving around from location to location became my thing. my thing now. And people are like, that. wow, I love that new house that you're in. And, and it keeps switching. So it, the thing that you think is a disaster, that's mm. bad. And, you know, maybe if you're shooting on a different camera that no one's shooting on. Yeah. Or you have, I don't know, something different. Like that's that could be your advantage. That's what I always... Oh, man, we're kind of kindred spirit. Kindred <laughs> spirits. Because like I would shoot on a camera called the Digital Bolex when I would do like director projects yeah, and stuff. Nice. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. It's like... Nobody thinks it's cool, and I think it looks so pretty. Yeah, nice. And, like, I would show up on set with it, and they'd be like, what the heck? Like, we're shooting on a red. It's like, no, we're shooting on this. Because, like, reds are boring. Yeah, cool. Although they're not. They're pretty fun. (laughs) If I had 30 grand, I would. Yeah, exactly. What are some of your favorite people that you've worked with over the last two years, two, three Mm. years? You've mentioned a few. Yes. I love Chris and Lizzie. Yes, we love them, (laughs) too. So much. They're amazing humans. I'm going to miss someone and then I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, Louis Raya, amazing. Um, uh, I love Aaron Kraskel. He's just on Instagram. He is so funny and his heart is made of gold. I love him. Uh, Oh my, I am going to forget someone. And then I I don't know who else. Are there any um, people that you're real inspired by that you haven't met yet or people that even that are outside of our field that you're just heavily inspired by? artists i musicians <laughs> yes you I probably have. love a lot of musicians right like i do love you're a musical musicians. person yeah i love musicians the biggest one that i i will be friends with is jesse j <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> she's gonna be my friend uh um jim carrey is a big inspiration oh my gosh i love for him. his mind and just his personality he's like someone how... that i look up to because he's kind of weird as me so i love how he is now it's like everybody's i know so confused like and who I is this love guy it. i love it it's so interesting got the and beard he's, he's like super eccentric yeah he wears like baggy cargo pants yeah. on the red carpet exactly <laughs> doesn't care anymore i know do you think that's a product of like just being so unbelievably famous for a long time yes and just becoming like the opposite yes like I, shia labeouf did well, that i kind of see <laughs> and i know i have pretty much no ground to stand on on this but i i have experienced something very weird in myself as well when people started recognizing me and then my bank account account grew and I was getting all these like mm-hmm. I was like famous like mini famous but famous yeah. and I was like this feels highly uncomfortable and it also what Russell Brand said it doesn't make you happier no. like none of this stuff actually like none of it makes you happier and I and now I got a tiny taste of it and I have to stop myself from like sabotaging my my career because I still want to keep growing and I don't want it to stop yeah uh, and I want to do amazing big things and help the world in some way but it's it's very strange and people when they like say they love you or they I don't know. They they see on the street and they panic a little bit. It's like, mm. what's happening? Like, I'm just me. And yeah. Imagine that on a grand scale. Mm. That's scary. Yeah. I I really believe that we're all wired to, like, worship something. And uh, yeah. I believe in God. And, like, yeah. people want to latch on to other people mm. to be God. And people's, people can't be God. Yeah. Like, it's just impossible. I believe that each of us is God. I believe that we're oh, really? all experiencing the, 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 the universe. The God complex. <laughs> no, that, I believe that, yeah, we're the universe experiencing itself. So yeah. that I, that's that's what so I... So you think like instead of somebody like being fanboy or fangirl over somebody else, they should 
be fangirl be about, about themselves how insane they are exactly. like as a human like you can walk if you can't, then you can sit and push yourself. I don't know. There's always something true, to be yeah. grateful for. Your heart beats without you if thinking about it. If you're alive, it's a blessing. I know. And, I mean, the mm-hmm. human experience really is about feeling like the raindrops on your on your skin or eating something, kissing mm. your loved one. Like, all these very simple things and you get to experience it. And I do understand the worship part because, like, I remember when I was young, I also wanted to have, like, people that I looked up to. Like, Spice Girls were awesome. Oh, okay. I love to look up to them. Jim Carrey. <laughs> was one of them as well but you want to have someone that you're like hey i'm like that you understand you get that Mm. so that's interesting but also it's 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 weird when people i don't know praise someone and they don't realize that they are just humans and they poop as well you know exactly (laughs) they're just human beings and if somebody is mental enough to think that they are like this high and mighty person like they're not they're gonna really start to see failures in their personal life yeah. and like it can be really dangerous yeah so just admire yourself Love people, as a human treat people yeah with care and mm. bring joy to people yeah and also sometimes tough love is a thing because i think mm. that's not talked about a little oh my bit gosh, right yeah. now everybody like, wants like, a trophy be kind be nice and it's like no sometimes you have to be really mean to someone for them to stop <laughs> pushing you around or for them to snap out of their own victimhood disaster mode so you have to like yeah snap them out of that too so what tough love is that? a thing <laughs> what do you mean by that? You don't get it? Or like, give me an example. So like if someone is <laughs> stepping all over you mm-hmm. and you're like, you're like, be nice. Don't be mean. Be compassionate. It's like, yeah. like, sure, I can be compassionate. They are being a jerk to me and they're pushing me. It's like, no, mm. straight up. I'm not going to be kind to you about it. Just yeah. no. Yeah. Don't do that. These are my boundaries. You're pushing them. Yep. And then the same thing if they're like, my life sucks and everything's bad. Sure, you can be kind and compassionate and be like, it was their fault. Just it's fine. Just like relax. It's fine. Pull you, pull you. I'll be like, okay, you've had your moment. Of course, you can be sad. But now it's time to do something about yeah, this. Like get right. off your ass. Let's go and hang out at the park or meet mm. our friends. That's tough love too. Yeah. Or if some like right. a kid's about to go into a fire and it's like, oh, there's a fire. Oh, yes, honey. Just gently, gently. Like, no. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yeah. burn yourself because I I love you so like love can come from many different angles it doesn't have to be yeah like kind and delicate sometimes you have to have tough love so true and i think a lot of parents these days are a little too Mm. i had tough love it made me great that's awesome so i think that's the main thing though is like not everybody had that so you know it's hard for people to even accept tough love Mm. because they're not used to it yeah yeah exactly i mean it's i'm not saying that you know, you should put your children under the most intense stress in any way, emotionally, physically, whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But like yeah, whatever yeah. you've been dealt with, like you should try to see the lessons out of it totally. because it's happened. You might as well just roll with it and see totally. what's good about it instead of being like, my life sucks because of that. What are just some little nuggets that we could give to somebody who is starting out, who is just like you four years ago? And like, what are some things that you've learned over these last couple of years that you would want to tell yourself mm-hmm. or somebody like you who wants to essentially do what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, just creating for a living, honestly. Creating for a living. It's a long road. It ain't easy. I think everyone always, you know, I think we talk about that. It's not easy in the slightest and you have to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. So instead of being and scrolling on your phone, pick up that camera and create something every day and then research how to make money online. Like that's a huge thing. Sure, you can be an artist, but why be a broke artist when you're living in the best 
uh, age ever to make a lot of money from your art. Yeah. Like it's so easy nowadays to make money from your mm-hmm. art. So how do you do that? No matter where you live too. And no you matter to where you America. live. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, break down what, is, what, is it, what does it take you to live comfortably right now and then figure out different ways of how you can make that money so you can override your current income Mm -hmm. so you can still live comfortably with your art but that takes down literally education breakdown and trial and error gosh man people are afraid of failing and being embarrassed Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes my first videos were pretty bad (laughs) my first photos were real bad so you gotta start somewhere and you gotta be okay for people to laugh at you at first Mm -hmm. but you have to believe in yourself that you're going to get past that and that comes through constant trial error and education sometimes when i hit upload i'm like man this could be so much better but it's just like you gotta just put it out there man otherwise you could spend months on one video yeah any last things that you'd like to leave for your audience that's listening to this or some new followers of you potentially? Anything yeah. you'd like to say to them? I want to say thank you for allowing me to to have a voice and speak my mind. And just like everyone else out there, I'm trying to figure out what life is. Mm-hmm. So if I've said something weird um, that you're like, what the hell is happening? Uh, thank you for being open to just knowing that I'm a human and learning how to live this life the best is my ability and obviously no offense was uh intended behind that um and other otherwise thank you for being interested i guess to listen and expand your mind and learn some more because education is so freaking important Mm. and thank you for taking inspiration from different sources and trying to make yourself a better human because that's the most important thing you can do for yourself i think you're welcome. I'm speaking for everybody. <laughs> it was amazing talking to you, Sorrel, and I'm happy to uh, now know you because it was like an amazing conversation. That was fun. I yeah. loved it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Wasn't Sorrel amazing? Her energy and excitement is truly contagious, and I hope that you walked away with a lot of great nuggets from our interview. If you've listened to this entire podcast and you haven't already looked at Sorel's work on Instagram, then I urge you to go check her out at Sorel Amore, and definitely follow her on YouTube at Sorel Amore and see all of her content that she's putting out every single week. If you enjoyed this podcast, then share it with a friend who you think would really love it. That's really the best way to help us grow a great community for the Golden Hour podcast. I'd like to thank Sorella Moore for coming on the show. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. See you next Tuesday.